Welcome everyone back to Huddle Up. I'm Josh Kelsky. He's Dylan Freeland and this is our Panthers 10 game recap. The Panthers are off to an extremely hot start only with one regulation loss in their first 10 games. So points in nine out of the 10 games. Dylan, let's go to the goaltending matchup. We've seen Dreger versus Bob. There's been a lot of competition this year for who's going to get that starting spot. And while both goalies Dreger only has one regulation loss. Bob has one overtime loss. Hey, good start for the goaltenders, even though they let up some soft goals. Yeah, I mean, what we're seeing early on is we're seeing Q kind of cycle between them, which in a shortened season with not a lot of break in between games, it is the smart play to cycle between the two goalies. You've got two good goalies, and you know it is smart to cycle between them. So neither one of them gets really tired, um, especially towards later in the season. The issue here is it's kind of obvious early on, at least right now, that Drieger has been playing better than Bob. That's not to say Bob has been horrible. Bob has had some really good games. He's had some not so really good games. But that inconsistency with Bob right now is one of his issues, whereas Drieger has been consistent and he's been a little bit better. Now, Bob in his last game where we just he just let up one goal against Detroit, he let up one soft goal, but then played amazing the rest of the game. If he can play like that, you know, then he's definitely your starter. But right now, Drieger has been the better goalie in these first few games. Well, also, you can make the point that neither goalie has not been good. I mean, you can look at the record. They, they've done their job. Let it be that the offense has really helped out. But starting off, Drieger 3-1-1 and Bob 4-0-1 means that they are doing their job. It may not be the prettiest or the absolute best that they've ever played, but they're still able to get those wins and do what they can to get those wins. That's why the Panthers are off to an extremely hard, uh, fast start. Let's talk about the offense, Dylan. I mean, they've been kicking at all gears. Only scored two goals the other night against the Red Wings, but they're one of the main reasons why they're helping the goaltender out and letting the Panthers get some wins. Yeah, I mean... When you want to talk about this Panthers offense, I think you look no further than this power play. It's been red hot to start off. It's tied for the best power play in the league right now with Washington. And I think a big part of that is Patrick Hornquist. Him being able to get to the front of the net, he's creating these scoring chances. He's setting screens on the goalie. He's, you know, uh, making the defenders look at him and opening up areas for other guys. He's been a huge part of this power play. Yeah, and... Another point is, well, you mentioned Hornquist. Barkov is playing some of the best hockey of his career right now. He really is dominant in every way. Puck moving against the, uh, against the uh, wall and being able to get the passes out in front to Hornquist. He's had some dandies of passes lately where he's just saucering them over off the ice, setting up some great opportunities, completely working the boards and they've really been able, he's really been able to kickstart this Panthers offense one time they need it the most. They haven't played the best team so far in the division, but they've done their job. If you told me that they'd, at this point, only have one regulation loss, I would have told you you're crazy. But, hey, they're capitalizing off of the not-so-great teams and getting themselves points early, and that's one of the main reasons why they're successful, and hopefully why they'll be able to make a playoff run this year, whether that be in the top three or fourth spot 
in the exactly. Division. And I mean, people will look at them and say, hey, they're not beating such great teams. You can only beat who is on your schedule. And you even look at teams like Detroit and the Blackhawks. These teams are beating good teams like Carolina and Dallas. You know, it's hard to win in the National Hockey League because the parity, it's not that big of a parity. Bad teams beat good teams literally all the time. So for the Panthers to be 7-1-2 and two where they are right now, it's a tremendous accomplishment. And on our last episode, which was right before the season, we talked about the importance of Keith Yandel stepping up. That was when people on Twitter decided they were going to hate one specific player. That happened to be Keith Yandel. Um, and we saw after his very first goal, which I believe was an empty net, or how excited he was, or it wasn't technically an empty net, or the goalie was nowhere in his crease. But he's been playing pretty well this season. Um, and he's making some great pairings with either Anton Strawman or Gudis, who, let's talk about Gudis for a second. He's been really, really good. Physical play. He had a hard hit, sent someone to the locker room the other day, and he's really not afraid to shoot Dylan. Yeah, uh, he's throwing pucks on net, which is a big thing. Throwing pucks on net, getting opportunities uh, down low by the net. He's been tremendous, and he's that physical presence that the Panthers haven't really had in a while. You know, he was at he had like ten hits in one game, nine hits in the next game. He's bringing that energy, and he's bringing that ener- locker room energy, providing that physical presence to this team. And we talked about Ekblad. We talked about Uyghur. Weger is really good at breaking up odd man rushes, especially two-on-ones. And that's contributed to not giving up as many goals. Because two-on-ones are easily the deadliest play in hockey uh, for goaltenders. Either going to cheat to one side and give up the short side goal or vice versa. And Weger, he gets down on the ice at the last second and he breaks up the play. He's been great defensively. He has a few turnovers. Uh, in the offensive zone, he's able to get back. He's really fast, and Ekblad is just back to his normal self of being one of the best D-men in the league. So in our last pro- podcast, we also talked about the third line. Take me through that, Dylan. We've seen a lot of changes early in the season, and really top four lines have been contributing to the offensive side of play. Yeah, so we've seen Q kind of change up this third line a whole lot. Uh, but really what we've seen a main part of it be is Etu Losterinen and Owen Tippett. And, you know, Tippett, he came out of the lineup for a few games when he didn't look really great at the start of the year. But then these last three games, I want to say, he has just been full of energy. He's been terrific. And he's got some chemistry with Losterinen. And then Vetrano has also been up on that line a lot. I think Tippett, he hasn't scored yet. He has a lot of opportunities. You know, he almost had two goals in the last game, but Thomas Grice kind of robbed him. I'm really looking forward to this third line and seeing how these rookies kind of develop on this third line. I'm really excited for this line throughout the rest of the year. And ever since the beginning of the year, Anthony Duclair has stepped up on the first line. He's really fast. Like He is easily one of the fastest players in the league, and he's able to get around defensemen. He's just not able to put the finishing touches on the puck just yet. He had a chance yesterday where he was about an inch or two away from a goal, uh, but he didn't get the end of his stick on it to tap it in. Dylan, Anthony Duclair. He has to be cursed. I mean, Duclair's got to be cursed. There's no other way he's not scoring. He looked like there was a force field around the net 
uh, on that wraparound goal sort of that you're talking about where it came an inch away. But while we're talking about Zaclair, we can't leave off the rest of this first line. This first line has been incredible. And shout out to Bill Zito for, we already had Barkov and Barkov was great. But he went ahead and signed Carter Verhage and Anthony Duclair. And those two guys combined are making $3.7 million. The, t- the first line as a whole is making less than $10 million. It's, I mean, shout out to Bill Zito for creating this. And you not know, only are they making the- less than $10 million, they're also one of the top first lines in the league. Exactly. At a discount. It's been tremendous. And, you know, Barkov and Verhage have this great chemistry. They're finding each other in passes. Duclair is able to, you know, spread out the defense with his speed. And, you know, the five-on-five goals haven't been great for this team, but they will start coming because the chances are there. Yeah, and, well, what we're talking, giving out shout-outs, Coach Q, the idea to break up Barkov and Huberto we were wondering who Huberto was going to cling to and be able to benefit from the most. And I think Patrick Hornquist is that guy. The two of them, the chemistry is great. And while the top line was very productive last year, splitting it up, like we talked about in our first episode, where you're taking an A, a to A+, plus, let's use a grading scale for this matter, A to A+, plus first line, and splitting it up between Huberto and Barkov and making an A plus and a solid A and an A minus line or B plus line. Well, I don't think it's really a B plus line. I think they're two very solid top lines. And we see names. We talked about Patrick Hornquist on the power play and on that line. And then Barkov, Carter Verhage, who has been really good lighting the lamp many times in the first ten games. He's also a new guy. I mean, you've got Duclair, Hornquist. You have all of these new guys that yeah, can't forget about moving. Wenberg as well. Can't forget about him. He can't had a goal about... yesterday, and he's Bill Zito has brought in these new guys. We didn't know how they'd pair up with the rest of the team, and a very fast start early in the season with only one regulation loss. And I'm going to keep saying that because, like I said earlier, I would not have believed you if you told me the Panthers would be through their first ten games. With only one regulation loss. Now the schedule ahead, Dylan, it's not going to be easy as they play right now. They're not the top of the standings because they've played fewer games than the best teams. But Tampa Bay is easily the best team in the league. Yeah, and this is where we're really going to see how the Panthers match up. I think it's fair to say that right now the Panthers are one of the top four teams in the division. But let's see, maybe they're you know, the second best, maybe they're the third best. Maybe they are the best. I mean, we're really going to see here because they've got three games against Tampa, three against Carolina, three against Dallas, and then two against Detroit in these next 11 games. So this is going to be a really difficult stretch, but we're really going to see how do how does this team match up against the best teams. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy two weeks coming up, but... If the power play can be productive, if they can draw those penalties, and the goaltenders, I mean, truly we talked about goaltenders earlier as well, and how in the first few games, both goalers have given up some soft uh, goals on the soft side of things. But remember, normally there are preseason games. You can have four or five apiece for the goaltenders. Well, Dredger's only played five games. Bob has only played five games. So now they're warming up, and they're going to jump right in 
to the best teams in the division and one of the best teams in the league. So let's see how they come together. This is going to be interesting. We haven't really seen them play a great team yet. Panthers have three in a row coming up against Tampa. And I can't wait to watch some more Panthers hockey. Dylan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me. I'm Josh Kelsky. He's Dylan Freeland. And we'll see you next time on Huddle Up.